welcome to the second episode of Unique Drivel with myself, Zoe Godden, and my amazing co-host, JT. How are you? Hello, Zoe. Hello. I'm doing good. I've um, woken up this morning not completely burdened by hay fever. (laughs) If I I sound a little nasally, it's because I, last night when I went to bed, it was like my face was trying to leave my body. Uh, Oh, the joys of hay fever. Yeah, I, I just seem to get it really bad for about three weeks and then it goes away um i never had it though i've only had this since i was about 23 it's weird you say that because for the last couple of years i've battled with hay fever say battled (laughs) hay fever (laughs) always wins i never win that one um but um but yeah it's weird isn't it how you can have it not have it for so many years have an issue with hay fever and then bam there you go out of nowhere yeah how dare the pollen do that to us? I know, I know. It's, it's the one thing I would be happy to be sort of like, I'd be willing to persecute that. I'd be fully judgmental about pollen. Um, I, I refuse to keep an open mind. So, um, so Zoe, I mean, this, I know we can't go into too many details right now because mm. there's a lot of stuff that you're working on that yeah. is going to become public probably sooner rather than later, but yeah. it's still kind of, there's still a process to go through. But yes. you've had you've had a fairly crazy week, and I, say, I really have. Yeah. I say I say sort of you know bonkers and 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 just insane, not because uh, of something negative. It's quite the opposite. And, Massively positive. Yeah. yeah, and I wanted to ask you, kind of top of the show, is I realise you can't maybe speak to specifics about what's been going on. Yeah. But how can you maybe talk about like? like what this week has meant to you and like how you're feeling right now that maybe in a few episodes time will become clear. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm overwhelmed um, with just pure love. Um, But I mean, when I first started this JT, obviously, you know me, I had my five year plan. Like most people do when they when they start something, you know, it's good to have a five year plan. Um, You know, so you know, you don't have to get everything done all at the beginning. Well, certain things that were the end of my five-year plan have actually come now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, I had a great meeting yesterday, um, and we will talk about this this more. And, I I mean, yourself is joining me also on a meeting next week um, to finalise what we've we've got planned. Um, And, and yeah, I mean, the feeling for me, I actually spoke to the team of Unique Minds, you included there, yesterday, and I actually said for when I walked out of this meeting yesterday... Um, uh, for the first time ever, um, thankful's the wrong word, and um, because I've been through a lot of <laughs> that shouldn't have happened, I'm not thankful for that. But I'm finally at a stage in my life where I'm finally okay with everything. I'm actually okay with everything I've been through, every trauma that I've, I've, you know, I've, I've had to take part in, in a sense, um, unwillingly. Um, but if I hadn't gone through all these things. I wouldn't be here now talking to you. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have created the amazing unique minds, and I certainly wouldn't have been in that meeting yesterday. Um, and um, it's it's weird because I've always said, you know, don't allow don't allow your traumas to define me. But in some sense, I'm now embracing them, where I'm allowing them to define me in some sense. Right. Because um, it's a weird one, JT. I don't even know the right words to say on that feeling, but. 
I am okay with everything. And I was an emotional wreck yesterday. Everything happy tears. <laughs> um, I just I just couldn't believe this is happening. And I think because I've always been doubted by people, I've always been, you know, oh, you'll never be able to do this. You know, you're a failure. You know, no one's going to want you. You'll never be able to create this big idea that you've got. It won't work. Um, I've always been told I won't be able to do this. I won't be able to do nothing on my own. You know, the same as I won't be able to get a partner because I've got two children. Um, you know, who wants a single mum with two kids? Um, I mean, that's completely irrelevant and me going off course here. But um, <laughs> I I am in a good place and and I can do it to all those people that said that I couldn't um, and that I weren't worth enough to be able to do it. Um, FYI, I did it. Um, and I'm proud and I'm going to keep on going on what I'm going to do. I mean, another thing as well, um, you know, goal setting. I, I, I set a really massive goal as well on Thursday. Now, I can actually talk about this. Um, so one of our members um, is in desperate need of a counsellor. Um, the crisis team haven't been very good um, and they were refusing to give him any therapy um, if he didn't take his medication. Um, well, you know me, JT, good old me, was like, well, can't have that. <laughs> um, so I set my goal out in the, in, in the morning. I mean, we spoke about this, didn't we, actually, because I spoke to you in yeah. the morning. Um, and I set my goal about trying to get a private counsellor um, to be able to support this couple and help him and assess him. Um, and I mean, I sent a lot of emails, JT. I also found a lot of people on Facebook that are private counsellors. Um, and I got one reply back. Um, but the one reply back I got at quarter past six in the evening, so bearing in mind I'm doing this all day, um, and I got a reply back and I got a yes. And uh, and hopefully that, you know, she is going to be able to help um um, this amazing guy um, get onto his recovery journey. Um, and so that's another point that I want to make. You know, don't ever stop at your first no or your first couple of no's. Keep going, persevere. Oh, absolutely. Because, that, yeah. That's, that's something I learned in the performing arts world, which is that, especially because that industry is so built around rejection, you know, when you have yeah. to go to auditions and um, you're constantly told you're not right for this, you're not good enough and that, yeah. that you've got to be an extremely... Uh, thick-skinned strong-willed person to be able to accept that level of yeah. rejection and the the logic that I was always taught was that if you if you're given if you're just told no you're told no all the time you're not right you're not this you're not that those 49 no's are 49 steps to the 50th yes yes exactly that and that I think is so important particularly where you know you and I as people in, in our worlds, we, we've never minded the hustle. We've never minded yeah. putting ourselves out there, doing what needs to be done to make something happen. And that's what you've done here with this, with this win that you've had with yes. this. Yeah. I mean, it's just been a bit of a win week. Um, yeah, I know we're stuff. talking like, we're talking super <laughs> vaguely about like... I know, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. We will come out, but you know what? I keep you listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we get the clicks, baby. Um, but that is a good point, though, is that while we are speaking sort of in general terms about this, that this really has been a week where your, I think, expectations have been subverted, particularly on in terms of time. You were looking yeah. at, at what we've... Oh, sorry. Uh, it's so important to me that you hear this, what you have achieved this week. Oh. Um, yes, we as a team have got your back, mm. but you're the one that went to this meeting and, and got this done. And when we are able to talk about it publicly, I think it will be very clear as to just the enormity of how crazy this is for you to have done this so soon. Can I just quickly read a message, actually? I don't need to mm -hmm. say who this is from, but this is actually... Um, 
um, somebody that I had the meeting with yesterday. Okay. I mean, I just I just want to give people a little bit of an idea. Zoe, really good to see you today, and we look forward to pulling our skills together to make a better world. And <laughs> yeah, and this is what this is about, guys. We unique minds. Um, we are going to have a massive input in trying to make a better world when it comes to mental health. And that is exactly what I started out when I started this out. That was my goal. And originally it was only to try and make one person's world better. (laughs) If Um, this doesn't make people tune into episodes three through 20, I don't know what will. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, I mean, it's magical and it's amazing. Um, And I think, you know, it's got a massive deal to do with the team that, that, um, you know, I've, I've managed to get for Unique Minds. You guys are amazing. Um, And yeah, I just, I can't believe where we are, but we're there. Um, And, and it just keeps getting better, doesn't it? Well, that's Um, something I really wanted to speak to because I've seen, particularly even just in the last maybe seven days, mm. I've seen the activity on the group, not just from members who have been sharing and owning their stories for themselves, yeah. just like you spoke to earlier about you own, feeling like you've taken ownership of yours and you, you're okay with that history and it's informed you. But I've just seen, I've seen members interacting with members that maybe haven't uh, crossed paths before. I know, I love it. And helping each other out. Yeah. As uh, well. And, and just and also seeing how enthused they've been about the daily topics. You know, you've got someone like Hazel doing her topic, you know, Taste Bud Tuesday. And then Joel's popping in there, yeah. rocking some recipes. And I just think that's, that's so Joel. cool. That yeah, there's that, there's awesome. these, this sharing that's going on. You know, having, I thought, by the way, I wanted just to give, I want to give you a little, uh, some, some props for something I saw this week, which was your conversation with Emma on Mindful Monday. Um, that yeah. Zoom chat you guys did together was very interesting listening and very enlightening it's something i think i kind of want you two to have like a longer form conversation maybe in a podcast i think you need to yeah i think what emma's bringing and her perspective is really interesting but seeing how you guys back and forth with each other i think that is going to be something people want to tune in for oh awesome i'm glad you enjoyed it very much Our, our goal with that jt was just to kind of get people to understand i think mindfulness the word scares people they automatically put mindfulness with meditation and there's so many other things to mindfulness than meditation. Yeah. It's insane. And it was kind of just like letting people know that we were those people that were like, it was never going to work. Um, and actually, <laughs> it's funny you say this because one of our members this week, I was actually on a Zoom support, um, and he was talking to me about um, um, certain things that we'd put, he had put in place from the last week um, of, our, of our Zoom support. So we were, week, we were a week later. Um, and he had done mindfulness. He had practiced mindfulness without even realizing it. And before we had nice. this... We were, we were speaking. He said, I just don't think mindfulness is for me. And I said, that's fine. We could, well, there's loads of other things we can do. Um, and he had completely turned a negative situation into a positive. That is mindfulness in itself. Yeah. But I think people get scared of the word. I think it's um, so often associated with, uh, like, I think often people think it's, like, tied to religion. And if they, religion, if they aren't... meditation, yeah. and meditation massively scares people. Of course, it yeah. It really if, scares people, yeah. If you're not sort of religiously inclined, if that's not something you're you're putting a lot of energy into, if you associate mindfulness with that, you can kind of be... I think it's very easy for it to be dismissed and kind of just go, oh, 100%. that's... I'm, I'm not interested, you know? And actually, yeah. and, and <laughs> lest this becomes a conversation where I just go, Zoe, you're great. <laughs> what, yeah. I, what I think is really cool with us as well is that 
what I think people don't see that happens behind the scenes, you know, with the admin team and the work yeah. we do every day when we're talking about posts that come in or um, ways we can help a member is we're learning too. There are so many oh things gosh. that I've yeah. I, I've realized that I can do better and yeah. uh, that, you know, the, the, the journey of self-improvement doesn't just stop with our members. It's happening with us as an admin team oh as well. Oh my gosh, of course. We're learning so much. Yeah. We're um, learning so much. And I think that's a, that to me is a hugely beneficial part of this process is that I can, I can look at something in, in terms of whether it's my time management or whether mm. I'm, um, uh, if I've made the wrong call, it's about being informed and learning. And that's something I know I've really taken from this. Yeah, um, definitely. I can actually speak to something. I wanted to run this past you because I had been having for the last few days, um, I think possibly inspired by our conversation last week about men not opening up to their friends. Mm-mm. Yeah. And I realized, and this is going to be, this is really, you know, hashtag first world problems. Okay. So I want to frame this as I'm, I'm hardly (laughs) in a mental health crisis here. Okay. Yeah. But, but it does speak to something that I didn't realize I was doing. And I've not only talked about it with Mm. several male friends, but I'm now on the other side of it. And I, it's something very silly, but it, it genuinely affected my behavior. Okay. So I, when I, as you know, I'm, I'm a huge like video game geek. I love that whole world. And it, for me, it's a social thing, right? I yeah, play, I course, play with my yeah. friends. We yeah. get, it, it's often the, the video games are the excuse for us to jump on a chat together and catch up. Yeah. Right there. It's almost like that's incidental to the conversation. It's not the important <laughs> bit. Right. So <clears throat> I realized that I often don't suggest either when to meet up or when to play a game or what to play in case I feel like I'm imposing on them or that I, they just say yes to a game that I want to play, but they don't. Interesting. And I realized this, this comes from when I was quite young, which is that I would often go to other people's houses. I would wait to yeah. be invited there rather than invite people around. Now that's not to say that I didn't have friends around. Of course I did. Uh. My parents were amazing with stuff like that. But I realized that even well into my adulthood, I had this sort of, genuinely like subconscious anxiety about suggesting something that would fall flat yeah about, about my friends having to go oh, okay yes we'll play this with you or yeah, yeah we'll play tonight and i felt i'd always feel like i'm imposing on them yeah and it, it, I, I you know i don't think anyone would who knows me in any capacity would call me an anxious person no i wouldn't no but this is something that affects my behavior and i will not pitch things for fear of upsetting someone right and it's like i mean come on it's like we already like the same thing this is our shared hobby what the hell am i worried about but but and i'm not someone who genuinely cares what people think i'm i'm i speak my mind and and that's okay but this affects me and i realize that i i don't suggest things for fear of of judgment yeah so what are you going to do to i mean how are you going to work with this are you going to change things up a bit i took your advice right i talked about it Okay. And I talked Love about it. it. I talked about it specifically with the people that I worried about doing it with most. Right. So okay. I, the, the ones who I was being really careful about pitching stuff and 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 uh, suggesting something and being worried about suggesting something that would be boring or mm. be a waste of time. I talked to those people about this, um, and it f- made me feel 
so much better. I realize a very small issue, a micro problem in the face of everything going on in the world. I'm I'm so I have not lost perspective here. This is yeah. not this is not in in the grand scheme of issues that we face both individually and collectively. Yeah. I realize not a world-shattering problem. No. So I I will check my own privilege there. But at the same time, I realized it was it was quite it was affecting me and it, I, I hadn't realized it until I talked about it. Wow, see, talking's the key, right? That I really took that away from your messaging. That whole, you kind of, you had several posts and videos last week where you were talking mm. about it and, and we kind of culminated in our podcast, yeah, our first episode. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I really thank you for that because it gave me, well, that's great. It, it gave me a chance to look at myself for a minute. And I think that's important. Yeah. And you want once you kind of understand a little bit more about yourself and you can work on it and kind of go with go with it and change things up a little bit. Break a habit. Right. Break that's, a habit. That's, yeah. Because habits can be quite dangerous because you fall yes. into the trap of uh, like I, I, I'll give you an example. I had one where I would because I work from home a lot and I've been working from home for a while, even before lockdown, I would get up in the morning, but I wouldn't have breakfast. I would go straight to my desk start writing, start answering emails, doing admin, and then it would get to four o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't eaten. And wow. that's because I, I became so uh, engaged and obsessive with work, feeling like I can't give this up until I, until I can't take a break until I've done this, this, and this. So, and I realized, no, before, I, before my computer gets turned on, I'm having my strawberry crisp with my Onkin yogurt <laughs> as my breakfast I in the morning. That. So I broke a habit and that was kind of what happened these last few days I, I broke another habit that's amazing yeah man i mean it's not like i've you know i don't think i'm changing the world here but um but i suppose you don't need to change the world to change your world right mm. um so yeah it's just just a minor little thing but it just goes to show how reading something different like mindfulness or hearing yeah. you, hearing you talk about uh men male mental health can spark ideas it can be enough if you're just willing to be open-minded and listen and i think it is all about being open-minded i don't think we have enough open-minded people in the world which is so sad can i want to ask you something as well zoe is then go for it so because so much of your time is spent talking about and supporting other people's mental health and i wanted for you do you find yourself do you have habits? Do you have things you do that you, like for yourself, use to try and help with your own mental health? If you're having a day where you're doubting yourself or other other things that you do that you are like your go-to options? I talk to all my friends. Um, I actually had this situation yesterday. Funny you say this. Um, I was having a bit of a meltdown. So the day before I was like, oh, I'm really nervous about this meeting. Oh, I'm really nervous about this. And, um, but I did it and, and, and my friend Stella was actually like, you've got this, you have got this girl. You know what I mean? Like you stood up in front of, you know, at HPFT, which is the head office, um, of Hertfordshire's, um, partnership foundation trust for, um, you know, mental health and stuff. Um, and I stood up after, um, after what happened to me on the 1st of August in the, you know, the disgusting way that I was treated. Um, they invited me to go in and, um, you know, do a speech and actually talk to these people. Um, these um, mental health nurses and support workers and kind of and social workers and kind of, you know, give them a little bit of um, a feel of how I felt that day. Right. Um, and I stood up in front of, it must have been about 20, 25 people. Um, 
by myself reading a speech. So she was, she just reminded me of all these things. And these, this is why my friends are my go-to um, meditation. Um, if I'm having, if I'm having, I mean, I like to do it in the morning anyway, um, because it starts my day, JT. Um, and well, it starts, it, clear, it, it clears my head. Yeah, it clears my head. I'm not, I, I, I struggle to do it at night time. Um, I really struggle to do meditation at night. Um, I like to do it in the morning. It really kind of gets me ready. I'm more of a, a bedtime kind of story at nighttime. I love listening to Matthew McConaughey. His voice is just one sexy. And um, <laughs> and he puts me to sleep. Do you? Um, <laughs> I'll bet. Um, but do you, um, do, you, do you think the reason you can't meditate at night is because you've said before that you're more creative at night? Yeah, I, there's too much going on in my head. <laughs> right, um, okay. I've tried. Um, it's, but it's definitely something I want to practice more. Um, because because I am a massive believer in it and I do think it will actually help clear my head but I think with everything that's going on at the moment I literally have so much going on and like we've said before my creative idea so I'm like oh we could do this and then my brainstorms come out and then <laughs> you know I'm like right okay this would be great for unique minds like how can I get us there you know and um, so yeah all my planning really is nighttime. so yeah meditation for me would be hard but I'm very much nowadays where whereas I beforehand I wouldn't speak to my friends I would just lock myself away I wouldn't answer any phone calls I wouldn't reply to text messages I would kind of deal with everything on my own which by the way guys made me a lot worse um, and it doesn't actually help I know at that moment in time you don't want to actually talk to anyone um, but my friends are quite good now they've got to the point where they will just turn up at the door <laughs> Um, which sometimes actually is what you need because yes you say no I'm great um I'm good I'm okay well they now know that I'm not most of the time if if I if I am like that not that I've been like that for a very long time to be honest because I talk I call them up and I say oh, I'm starting to doubt I feel like I'm gonna fail you know yesterday I'd gone from one past the meeting absolutely great meeting couldn't have been happier to then like oh but what if we're not good enough what if we what if you know what if we can't do this you know and then straight away speak to my friends about it and boom they they knock me out of that feeling and that 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 thinking because yes we can do it the positive thinking and the moment I just have that person say to me right positive thinking and then I'm like boom Zoe's back in the room right this is what we need to do this is what we need to do let's write that timeline out about us getting to that goal um, and then I'm I'm back um so talking for me is my go-to well yeah I, I suppose yeah. you know I know that there's um I know a problem shared is a problem halved can often be viewed as a cliche, but I think it's a cliche for a reason because yeah. it, it works, right? And also having someone else's opinion on it. Yeah, helps, having you know? having that outside perspective, but also yeah. I think I think just as a, a pitch to you, I think "Boom, Zoe back is back in the room" should be a t-shirt idea. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, we're back in the room. <laughs> so this week, I know we've kind of agreed a topic that we both wanted to speak about, and I actually think Zoe, you're well, we know that you're going to be able to provide some first-hand experience of this. And yeah. I, so I've been, I had a great conversation on my other podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, on, uh, with, on some dribble with, um, with a, a woman called Daly Johnson. She's a narrative designer and uh, community manager for uh, Platonic Games, a video game development company. And being that she is the woman that handles their social media, of course, she's interacting with people online a lot every day. She spoke about how even though she's just the messenger, she's not making mm -hmm. company level decisions in terms of like when a game comes out or what features are in the game. She's a writer. She has massive impact on the narrative, but she's not talking about, you know, business style things. Yeah. Um, she's received 
you know, the most hateful, vitriolic messages online. People saying that she should be fired because she doesn't know how to do her job, even oh though she's God. just sharing information. That's essentially what she's wow. doing, right? Um, she's received death threats when a game got delayed. That's um, insane! And, and I, it, got, it, really, it really struck me, and I, it got me thinking about how there are so many things in my life as a straight white male that I don't have to deal with. There are things that I just do not, that never enter my mind, ever. Um, I've never had to think I'm unsafe walking home from a pub, ever, yeah. in my life. I've never had someone message me out the blue on social media to say I'm not good enough at my job and mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about and I should just go away and keep quiet, keep my opinions to myself. But these well, are you're lucky. <laughs> well, I know, I know. It's, it's an enormous privilege that it forced me to acknowledge for myself and it really got me thinking about how as much as we've progressed as a society there is so much inequality gender inequality that still exists and i wanted to get you to speak to this a bit because i know that from conversations we've had is that you've been on the other side of that you've had some quite nasty messages yeah. sent your way from people that you don't know you know people just members of the public and i wanted you to sort of i wanted to ask you sort of how how you process that and what that felt like well firstly i'd just like to say these people are trolls yeah um and um and yeah i mean actually i'll, t I'll tell you about the very first one i got because it actually really did upset me and the very first one i got was after i did my very first video uh, seven days on we called it didn't we That's and right. um it was seven days on after me trying to take my own life so bearing in mind guys this was seven days exactly on and um, so i received this message probably a couple of days later after they had seen my video um and you know for anyone that hadn't seen that video i was actually you know sectioned i had been put into a 136 suite that had bugs all over my floor you know poo up my walls blood everywhere um, a dirty toilet. I was literally treated like a criminal. And I mean, probably worse than most rapists get treated. I had food chucked on my bed um, by one of the workers in there. And I mean, it looked like a bowl of sick. Um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the nicest. Anyway, I poured my heart out onto this video and I said, um, you know, that things have got to change and stuff. Um, and I received this, I, I received a lot of love, by the way, a lot of love um from people but also you get those ones that just feel like they're not having a great day themselves so let's try and make someone else's day feel you know worse than mine <laughs> yeah um yeah so um, i mean i got this message from this guy and basically he was saying to me that i did not deserve to be a mother um and that he wished that i did jump um and yeah and because it was the first message i received like that it really threw me um, and I was just kind of like, wow, I hope this isn't how everyone else is feeling. Um, and, and yeah, I got a couple of more abuse. But what I learned to do with it is I actually re started reading a couple of sentences and then I just delete it. I didn't read the whole thing. Um, because it does mentally affect you. That's smart. It, I, sh I, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have to even read a couple of sentences. No one should send anybody a message like that. Um, you know, because it's also, you have no idea what someone has gone through that day. And this is something that really winds me up. But then I've also been on the receiving end of dick pics. Um, I think Kit was actually here one time and my sister, I think, I swear it was Kit. Um, and it was at the very beginning. Um, and we had, um, I, was, I, was on, I was on the laptop and I was on Facebook and this, this, this message kept popping up um, saying, can you call me, can you call me? And I said, well, is everything okay? Are you in mental health crisis? 
Um, and then he video calls um, and he gets his thingy out. So straight away, I put it down. Um, yeah, I, I um, just... I've got so many of those. I've also got so many men that just, you know, because when I am doing videos, they automatically assume that I'm I'm looking for a hot date. Um, and, <laughs> oh God, and not you know, actually listening and to the... I've had people say that, you know, you're, you're not even doing these mental, these these videos to help mental health. You, you know, you want to be a Love Island star. I swear to you, JT, these are the things that people say. Um, just FYI for anybody that has sent me that or does think that um, and hasn't actually sent me that message, but it is in your your head. Um, I can't stand Love Island. I um, I would never, ever go on that show. I hope that anyone um, from our Love Island may listen to this. But, um, yeah, I think what you do is disgusting. <laughs> and I don't agree yeah. with your show at all. It is so belittling to a lot of men and women. Um, but, yeah, so I, I have got so much abuse from people. But like you said as well, walking down a street. I have to carry a key in my in between my fingers, or this we need crazy. to sometimes you'll you'll pretend to be on the phone just so it looks like someone someone knows where you are. Um, if, right, if I've got a key out my pocket, it's to look at the Super Mario keychain that I have on it. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, I, I just can't. I have never, you know, gone to the shops on my own and come back thinking, what if someone jumps me? I, I, that yeah. thought has never entered my mind. And I realized it's not because I have some, you know, incredible family privilege or something. It's because I'm a dude and I don't have to worry about that. And that is also bonkers. also little things, JT, right? Like walking past a building site. I actually divert to a, I, I actually try and find a different route so I don't have to walk past it. Well, so you don't get like whistled at. It's horrible because they all stop they all, yeah, it's just, and you and you could be any woman. It's just like, they feel like, I think some men feel like they have the right to stop and gawp, right. um, you know, and, you know, and especially when you're out as well and there's been a couple of drinks around. I mean, sometimes it can be quite forceful. You know, men men actually think that they can touch your ass. Um, yeah, they think like you're like a walking sirloin steak. Yeah, you know, like I, I just yeah. think, you no. Know, I mean, obviously with me and my background, I'm quite very, I'm very funny with touchy-feely anyway. Um and um yeah i just don't think it's right like did i give you permission to touch my ass or grab it i mean some some of them really grab it i mean i've spoken to women where they've had their real private part grabbed in a club jesus um yeah um and i mean they just feel like sometimes and this isn't all men by the way um because i i'd love to know if there are some men that out there that um that feel this way um, you know, do they feel the, that there's a bit of a gender divide on them? Yeah, do they with, feel that with... they're being objectified as well? I think yeah, that's... Um, yeah, it'd it, be interesting. It's definitely um, a personality trait, certainly, but I, I just feel like the the proportional swing is that that women are having to deal with this more than men, I think. And it is, and, and also when you think about jobs as well, you know, because I know the celebrities did a big thing about um, about their, their pay when it comes to the actors and actresses. Yeah. Um, you know, even financial... Um, there's a gender divide and I mean people yeah. try and say that there's not but there really is JT massively well yeah in um, terms of like you know the the movement for equal pay for equal work is the fact that that even exists and has to be a conversation to me is still yeah. crazy you know and and but I'm so glad you you've talked about this because it's first of all I want to just speak to something really specific mm. if there's any dudes listening please don't ever just don't send a dick pic like that, yeah. I don't, I've never got, I've never done it myself and I never would because I, you know, penises are super ugly and, 
<laughs> and I just don't know why you'd go. Some look are at... vaginas. Just, yeah, some are vaginas. Just, just look at this. Just look at this. This wormy thing I have. Would you like to have it in you? And it's like, no, I wouldn't. Don't show me and this. And also, can I just quickly say here as well? I have been called frigid so many times. Um, frigid. Because why? Frigid. Do you know what frigid means, JT? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like someone who doesn't put out and doesn't want put out. Yeah. yeah. Because I haven't sent a pic. Um, and even if I've been chatting to someone and I'm just kind wow. of getting to them, and then the moment I mean, it's a, it's an off put for me anyway. The moment they say, "Well, you send me a pic, I'll send you a pic of me," it's an off put for me. That's 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 not you know coming. This is coming from someone that I actually lost my proper virginity at 18 years old to my children's father. Um, you know what I mean? So I'm a very, I know that's, that's not a lot, that's not, you know, that doesn't happen very much these days. Um, I wish it did a lot more and I'm really going to, you know, try and embrace this on my daughter, to be honest. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I've never been like, like that. Um, and I mean, yeah, but to be called frigid because I won't send a pic. And these are by, these are by like 30 something year old men. I'm like, are we still using the terms frigid? Yeah. I mean, I'm clearly not frigid because I've got two children. You know what I mean? So I'm like... And also, I just want to say to women out there, if, you, if, if we've got women listen, listening, stop sending pics. Stop. Stop just sleeping with these guys on the first date. Because one thing as well, JT, is we're getting upset. We've completely gone off course here. But a lot of women are sleeping with these guys on the first date because these guys are making them feel like they're the only women in their life girls you're not the only woman in their life um and um and if they are really really interested they will wait a good three four dates i just want to put that out there because yeah i i think that's... saying this jt heartbreak causes a lot of mental health problems yeah, and, and then and, bad decision making right and bad decision making and also by you doing that you're setting yourself up to make yourself feel worthless right yes absolutely no. that's, that's such a great um, summation of that i i, I do think this does this, this is so all related to the way we conduct ourselves online yeah. Um, yeah. because I've I've just seen it happen so much. I, I've seen it in very small things where it really, <laughs> since lockdown started, I found myself becoming quite motivated on social media to call out idiots. Now, yeah. <laughs> Zoe, I've deleted, I've written and deleted so many more messages than I've actually sent into a comment yeah. on a post or yeah. something i've i've started writing and i've then said to myself i'm actually not contributing to this conversation i'm just being angry so i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna remove myself because if all i'm mm. doing is contributing vitriol it's kind of hypocritical in a way i'm i'm saying that people are, are spouting emotional crap online and they're not actually then informing themselves and then i'm going have some more emotional crap that i'm gonna throw yeah. in and add nothing so but at least you wrote it out and you released it I definitely, yeah, I did go through the process. Sometimes I've written whole paragraphs that I've then highlighted and deleted and not posted. Um, yeah. But when I, for the one in every 20 that I do end up putting up, it's often because I see something just so in incredibly sexist and judgmental. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. And again, much, again, much smaller thing. But there's a, again, to make it about video games, surprise, surprise. There's a, a game coming out tomorrow called The Last of Us Part 2, which I'm very much looking forward to. I showed you, actually, I showed you. Yes, you did. Some, yes. Some behind the scenes. I've showed, you You know this title and you've yeah, seen I this. Yeah, I do this one. Yeah, it's a story. That's right. Like, yeah. It's a story game, yeah. Where it's really like, I mean, the, the it looks like a movie. Like the production values are insane. Um, yeah, and, and it's been getting 10 out of 10 review scores, like across the board. It's like one of the wow. most insanely well-reviewed titles ever made. And of course, because art is subjective, you get a few people that go, actually, it's kind of more of an eight out of 10 for me. 
And now that's a very small subset, you know, reviewers, mm-hmm. they're just some people, it's just not their thing. And that's obviously fine. But yeah. I saw a guy on Twitter, there was a woman, there was a woman who reviewed The Last of Us Part 2 for GameSpot, a massive site. She's obviously a professional journalist, right? She gave it an 8 out of 10. And this guy popped up on Twitter on her post when she shared the review to say, how can you give this game a 10 out of 10? You should, someone should speak to your editor about your job because you clearly don't know what you're talking about. And the implication there, of course, was it's because you're a woman. Yeah. Because how could you possibly review the thing? I'm a white male. How could you possibly like the thing like I do? And it's funny you say this because I've, I've heard a lot of men shout at a TV when a woman is talking about football. (laughs) Yeah. When she's literally, you know, like when they're, they're um, like after the game's finished and she's interviewing the, the, the players or whatever, she don't know what she's bloody talking about. Well, why doesn't she? You know, some of these women actually are um, ex-women England football players. Yeah. And FYI, England actually, England women's football team are bloody good at what they do. They are very well, good at football. Well, look at um, look at what happened when the US women's team won yes. the World Cup. Oh, my God. Right? And they've actually brought women's football out there now. Yeah. It's, it's quite big. You but, know, people but so many, want to turn it on. Yeah, but so many of the conversations surrounding that victory and that team were, are they just a bunch of lesbians? Yeah, yeah, which oh makes me angry because my my sister's a lesbian and things like this really, you know, it's actually quite funny. We've been talking about gender, you know. There's times, you know, if you if you if you if you are gay, um, you know, my sister still now feels uncomfortable that she can't hold her girlfriend's hand. Oh, that that actually that genuinely gives me a knot in my stomach. Oh, it makes me so angry. You know, these people can't act how they want to act because you know even that we're in, we're in the 21st century but lisa's like you know i get stared at like we proper get stared at oh. um or you know we don't want that in our face well then don't look <laughs> do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah this is okay so this carry is something on with your life this, yeah and let us carry on with ours i'm a huge fan of ricky gervais and yes. he said something you got me into ricky gervais actually afterlife right which is a, just yes, a, a yes. phenomenal show yeah um uh not easy viewing very difficult watch but it is a very well written show um he talks about how someone he 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 when he's tweeting something he writes it and someone who's following him on twitter will reply and say you're a comedian i don't need you to get political keep your opinions to yourself (laughs) and what's fascinating about that is he didn't tweet that person he's just tweeting Right, this person yeah. followed him and chose to read it, and then said, "But I'm not interested." Well, then yeah. don't, don't follow it because he makes he, he put it in one of his stand up. He said that it's like going to a town hall notice board and a sign up that says guitar lessons, <laughs> and then someone goes up and goes, "I don't f- want guitar lessons." Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. then don't pick it up. <laughs> you yeah. know, so that I think that does. I know that's a very um, simplified analogy, but it does, I think, uh, speak to this problem and. It's, and, you know, someone like your sister who has to feel like they're being condemned and judged just mm. for being who they are. Like yeah. my my message to anyone would be is if if you have an issue with it, whether it's because your religion says you can't accept these people or because you've been brought up in a household with very reactionary views. My thing is always, is this person's love, this relationship, is it going to affect my day? Is is yeah. th- is these two people walking down the street holding hands going to make my day objectively worse? Not subjectively, yeah. not my opinion. Is it actually going to make my day 
untenable and it's going to ruin my my emotions for my feelings for the day and the answer of course is no so therefore let them be let them do what they want to do yeah let them be i think it's sad that you know like say myself and you jt with our partner um and you with kit you wouldn't think twice it would just come naturally about holding hands in town it doesn't it's not even a conversation no it's not even a thought but with my sister and so many other um lgbt um that is a conversation. Yeah. And that's sad. They should be able to be, like you say, let them be. Let them be. I, I, can, I can speak for my sister and say, my sister, when, when she finally come out, and I wish she'd come out a lot sooner, but when she finally come out, my sister is now my sister and she's happy. You know, that's she's amazing. happy. Um, and she is who she wants to be. And that makes her happy. And I think... You know, media, I think, are a massive big thing of this. I think they, they, they bugger it all up and they massively put the divide in all these things. Yeah, and, it, and it, it fuels how people behave online as well. It because really does, You think yeah. about what we've talked about today, about the way people interact and the kind of messages they send. You know, yeah. I, I've seen people tweet about The Last of Us Part 2 saying, I'm not going to play this game now because a trans actor is playing a trans character in the game. And wow. I don't I don't agree with that. So they've cancelled wow. their pre-order, right? And by the way, just for clarity, these people don't. These people want to yell something online just so they can be heard, right? Because they a reaction. Because they may be a bit lonely and nobody's listening. So of course, it's easier just to type something out. They'll still yeah. play the game and then they'll moan about it on social media. But it's just easy for them to just put something out there, right? Yeah. And, and social media has made it so easy. Like someone else, someone described social media as every toilet wall in the world. It really is. I agree with that. And because it, it's just, yeah, read this. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and Yeah, I mean, social media can be amazing. It can be yeah. such a great platform. I mean, look what we've done with Unique Minds. This, see, this um, is it. It's not all bad, right? I think that's, it's not all that's, bad. that's what's so important is when we do, when we are complaining about it and we are pointing out the, the things that don't work, there is actually, that's like a, a 12%, you know, like the rest yeah. of it is just this great connection where, like you say, something like Unique Minds, there is no way that would happen without social media in the way yeah. that it has. It's incredible. Yeah. And it can be used for so much good and so, so much change. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just I just think social media, the platform, I mean, I think for the children, I think I don't think it's a go-to. I know my kids won't be allowed on social media. Um, I'm not going to allow. I think a lot of parents need to be a lot more thoughtful of Facebook and Instagram um, and TikTok um because it is a very very dangerous platform and i know parents say all day long that they check their phones but they don't and also these children also delete messages um you know actually talking about that i mean my 10 year old did that um and and i made it very 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 clear because i now know i don't know what that message was said um so um she knows now that if i ever see anything like that again because i generally do actually check sienna's phone quite regularly um but um she knows that phone's gone for two months gone see you later um because you know, is she going to really tell me why she, she deleted that message for a reason? Um, you right. know what I mean? So, um, but with social media, I think it is so dangerous for children because, you know, we have, like us at school, you know, just say like I had, I was bullied at primary school. Um, I didn't have to worry about coming back home for it to carry on. Right. Of course. That's such a powerful point. Sorry. Yeah. Is that, you know, before it used to be like, you know, you'd be in the playground. One kid would say to another kid, oh, I don't, you, you're fat right and then they yeah. would see the kid's face crinkle up and get upset and they're like oh i don't that doesn't feel good i feel guilty about that but now you can just on a phone in your bed go you're ugly 
and yeah, send it and don't you don't kill yourself yeah you, you know? don't see the reaction all you do is you feel the satisfaction of mm, i got away with it yeah and that and that's where it is you know about educating young people and i think quite frankly adults as we've just yes, found out today you need parents you need to be checking your phones their yeah. phones and also you know really pay attention to your child's behavior because i think sometimes parents think you know if their teenager is being really really naughty it's just them being a teenager and a little shit actually sometimes it's not it's them trying to get your attention because they need support in another way and they don't quite know how to talk about it this is why i've said so many times and i've, I've done numerous um at the beginning of lockdown um educate your kids on mental health certainly teenagers you can go all in on that you don't even need to hold back because they are aware of it guys i mean you know if your teenager is on tiktok right um i mean i've only just joined tiktok because i wanted to know what all of this big rage was about um, and I wanted to research it a little bit and kind of work it out. And actually, there's a lot of mental health on TikTok. Um, and it is quite in-depth, JT. I mean, like, quite... I mean, I know that if some of them that I was watching as a teenager, um, I would have struggled, actually. Mm. I don't think some of these parents understand exactly what is on... I mean, people are talking about... Real talking about suicide and stuff. Um, but, yeah, so I think maybe... Because they're already watching these type of things... Without you even being aware, I think it is a must conversation because does your ch does your child, are, as a parent, do you feel comfortable knowing that if your child was suicidal, do you feel that they would come and talk to you? If you do not feel like they would, change it up. Because if you feel like that, the likelihood is, is that they probably ain't going to come and talk to you. So who are they going to talk to? You know? Um... I definitely think parents need to have a little bit of a wake up call um, and and um, and really start talking about mental health and also really being more involved in their social media side of things. Yeah, because then if they educate them at that age, then they don't grow up to be people who leave, who send a message to a woman who's just poured her heart out seven days yeah. later and yeah. say, you know, you should have done it you know yeah, and if you were dead you don't deserve to be a mum yeah because you know, because and... then they'd be educated to know that that's not okay and and the yeah. em empathy and compassion should trump all yeah but also let's educate our children that if they if they do get a message like that what do we do with it because don't just sit on it and linger or reply don't do that you know what 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 is your child going to do if they receive a message like that do you know as a parent, have you spoken to your child about what they need to do if they receive a message like that? And I guarantee you, most of the people that are listening to this have not done that or they don't know. They haven't had that conversation with the child. And it's important that you do that because social media is one of the most dangerous platforms there is, uh, you know, and the mind. And with social media in your own mind, it's dangerous. I, I can't even explain to you how dangerous it is. Well, I think it's it's dangerous if it's misused, right? Yeah. It, because yeah. Like, like you said earlier, there's so much good on it as well. And it's yeah. about it's about teaching young people or teaching anyone, frankly, to be able to yeah. filter out the noise, to get yeah. rid of the stuff that, that clearly is not going to have your back and is going to be um, do more harm for you than good. Mm. And so when you then talk about educating people, that has to be a fundamental part of the conversation it's so important yeah. um it's it's something where also technology is so normalized for young people yeah. for us it was like oh my god msn messenger yeah. you know whereas yeah. now these guys are playing video game consoles you know they've got like like star trek used to have like yeah. the, the little tablet thing that captain kirk yes. would sign some some hot crew member would come up and go hello captain sign this <laughs> right and then he'd sign it and then off you go but now we have those and they're called ipads 
right? Yeah. That's normal. So the, the access that kids have to technology, it's so normal now. Well, yeah, you know, and also yeah. I want to say, because you brought up MSN, and this is something that I do want to bring up because a lot of parents that are our ages or a little bit older will actually know this. Now, I'm a young girl using MSN. I was 100% talking to people that I didn't know, JT. 100%. Right. Yeah. 100%. I weren't the only one. All my friends did it. Every Everyone did it. I never met anyone. But I still chatted to people I didn't know. And my mum had no idea about that. So now I'm a mum. And I'm quite aware of this fact of the things that I used to do. So it's just, you know, please this, just yeah, be this, aware. This is the thing. That's, Zoe, you've hit the nail on the head there. Because we're not telling people how to parent. No. We're just, we're just telling people to be aware. right? And be that... aware and go, kind of go back of you being you know, 15 and being on MSN, what was you getting up to? Now the platform has gone way up from MSN and you've got Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. You've also got all these other little sing things that you can do and apps yeah. and other stuff that you can all communicate with. Um, yeah, so just remember that all those years ago, we were talking to people we didn't know. A hundred percent, most of these kids are doing exactly the same. Yeah, we were doing that, we were doing that on a platform that meant that we couldn't use our home phone because we were on the internet at the same time. Yeah, dial up internet. <laughs> the dial, the dial up. Oh, God. Can that be the new theme tune to Unique Drivel, please? <laughs> yeah, it's the you kids doing will an never impression. understand a dial up. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, the fact that you know you had to check an email, nobody could call you. <laughs> right that's <laughs> just crazy listen oh, you're making me feel really old now yeah i know right i just realized we've just we've just dated ourselves completely with msn and dial-up good lord oh so funny the, the, the complete the trifecta would be like so i was listening to my walkman the other day <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so listen oh, zoe oh. i just want to say thank yeah. you so much for this second episode of Unique yes Drivel. it's always good it's absolutely a pleasure to have these conversations with you and i think i think it's fair to say that you and i are always really enthused and excited to get to this each week and it's something yes, we it's are some, always. it's something we're absolutely going to continue I, I really would like to say a huge thank you to everyone who listened to our first episode and yes. who, who commented on any of the posts i know you shared it on facebook like i did yeah um and we're just so grateful that you guys are tuning in because i think these conversations hopefully will spark some interesting conversations in your own lives so yes I'm um, excited. And hopefully in time, JT, we will have we will have some guests. At 1,000%, yes. We'll get some guests on as well. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, ladies and gents, you can find Unique Drivel on all good podcast services, Spotify, iTunes, and again, maybe Google. Don't even really know if it's on there. I put it up there, <laughs> but, but it sort of lies. I don't know if I'm it made gonna it I'm going to Google up. it in a minute. Yeah, maybe. It's up there. Who knows? Um... <laughs> We'll be posting new episodes each and every week into the Unique Minds Facebook group. Uh, for anyone that's listening outside of the group, Unique Minds is a Facebook mental health support group for anyone who wants to find interesting conversation, common ground, and a supportive environment. We also have the Unique Minds inbox where you can get private one-to-one -one free support if you are in a mental health crisis. Uh, Zoe. Well done there. Well done there, Jason. <laughs> Thank you, Brenda. Brenda is back, and I would just like to say that speech was just on point. I Can I have a character? Please do. So you've got Brenda, right? I've got Brenda. Brenda needs like a... Uh... Brenda needs a husband. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she does, yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care, guys. We love you millions. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>